How do you do, everyone? My name is... And this is the Bloody Disgusting Network. The succeeding show will fill you with dread. Have a good time. My friendship to all of you precludes my involvement with any one of you But if you wanna make love, then I do too And I'll be right there behind you Constant listeners, and welcome to the first edition Bag of Bones Live at the Mellow Tiger. And by Mellow Tiger, I, of course, mean Zoom. Uh, and this is not sponsored by Zoom or anything, but uh, we have been, Zoom has fueled all our Mellow Tiger, Mellow Hour uh, recordings and uh, meetups that we have because uh, this is a special meetup that's. Uh, for our maturing patient, uh, patients, my, our mature <laughs> here at Juniper Hills. Uh, no, our maturing oh, patrons. Uh, this is an exclusive each month where we can uh, meet up on Zoom. And uh, we figured, why don't we bring the worlds together? There are many worlds in, in within the Dominion of King uh, that uh, that are there. And why not bridge at least the Bag of Bones episode and our Mellow Tiger Mellow Hour? So we're going to see how this works this month. Uh, of course, this is actually good. the audio. Of this is going to live on in our regular feed. So if you're listening now uh, in our regular feed and you're wondering what the fuck are they talking about, just know <laughs> that we have a patron, a Patreon. Sorry, I keep messing those two up. Uh, we have a Patreon. It's called the Barons. Patreon.com/slash/theBarons. So if you, uh, if you haven't been a member yet, uh, or you you know you're not a member. Uh, head over there and become a member. You know, you can become a librarian, get a lot of episodes, or like uh, the special folks that are here today, uh, become a return patron and uh, hang out with us uh, once a month. It's going to be fun. And look, we got a lot to talk about uh, because I'm not the only one here. And we have many questions to answer and fortunately, many souls to answer them. Uh, Justo, introduce yourself. Hey, you mentioned Juniper Hill earlier. This is Justin Juniper Hill Gerber uh, coming in hot. Also not sponsored by the Sani, but enjoying some the Sani. Oh, nice. Uh, purified water enhanced with minerals for pure, fresh taste. So thank you very much to our non-sponsors, Dasani, for well, this episode. Well, we are not, uh, yeah, we, just to clarify, not uh, sponsored again by Zoom or Dasani, but I appreciate the corporate, uh, you know, the, the corporate light sponsor. Look, this is America, baby. We got to <laughs> slap up those billboards as much as possible. I'm, I'm paying it forward. You know, you're pay, you are paying it forward. Hashtag Helen Hunt. And um. <laughs> We'll, we'll, uh, we'll John Bon Jovi. Yeah, we'll 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 not uh, announce the other uh, cast member that's in that one. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Ellie Joel Osment, what's wrong? With yeah, well, hey, Joel, he's pretty cool. He, hey, played a podcaster in Tusk, and we're podcasters. How about that? Um, Jen, introduce yourself. Hey, this is Jen to the Rage Adams, and I am kicking back with some uh, Kroger brand seltzer water, grapefruit mm. flavored. And you know, I mean, we are not sponsored by these people, but we're open to it we're, we're fans you know. of it we are so, open you know yeah Look. especially because the grapefruit means i get to say bon bleu mousse because that's french for grapefruit <laughs> nice <laughs> yes nice. Bon bleu mousse, but you got to say it like you're an old like, mousse. It's almost like, like Michael bon bleu mousse. it's isn't yeah. uh that's one of the uh orbs in dark tower too right the, the oh you're right, right. yeah, yeah. 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 see 
It'll be Pomple Moose go. for the reboot. Pomple yeah. Moose for the, the Hulu adaptation. <laughs> hey, we might be we might be talking about that. Uh, by the way, that was a voice that I recognize. It's very familiar. Also, because I'm fucking staring at you in Zoom. But who is that? Sorry. I, yeah, I know I jumped the gun on my intro. No, that's uh, good. This is this is Dan Dra- Dan Dracula Caffrey. I don't, I don't know why Ooh. we said that. Uh, we said that in Chapel Wait, and I'm just going to keep it because it's so stupid and basic. Nice, <laughs> um, nice. And I, I am drinking a. Uh, so my wife and I got a Nespresso machine. So it's oh. like the little fancy. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's a Americano. I don't know. It's some kind of fancy coffee she made me that's really good in a dinosaur mug. Uh, nice. They are not sponsoring us either, but of mm. course, open to it. I just want to make money. I don't really care how I make it or yeah. what the. I mean, the dinosaurs is. aren't sponsoring more, us. More than willing to sell out. Yeah. More than willing to sell yeah. out. Oh, totally. Yeah. I totally sell yeah. out. I've, I've, I'm morally compromised in many ways already. So, well, look, <laughs> well, look at, we, you know, we used to write re- movie reviews, and as DC fans know, we we were taking money from Marvel for years. We were, yeah, so we were. Um, we like to continue that on. Well, yeah, I gotta say, it's been a good summer for us because they've had two Marvel movies out. So I've got two fat checks from the Mouse House. You know, one for uh, Black Widow, um, which you can stream now uh, exclusively on Disney Plus. Also, and not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yeah, not uh, yet. Uh, and uh, uh, Shang Chi, right? That's uh, the the new one that's coming out. Um, Legend of the Ten Rings coming up next week. I'm glad that we are not sponsored, but also <laughs> sponsored. And I don't Shang-Chi. even know the full title of the goddamn right. movie. Anyway, look, we got a lot of bits, and we have another <laughs> guest. Uh, you've heard her on this podcast before. In fact, it, it, members of uh, the Barons have heard her because she was on a, a very fun episode last year. Uh, look, she's a regular at King's Dominion and a star of King's <laughs> Dominion. Uh, so please introduce yourself, Julia. Hi, uh, my name is Julia. I haven't finished the Dark Tower series yet, so please don't spoil anything for me. Oh, <laughs> we will. Uh, and I am drinking Nazala because what oh. else would you drink when you're on the show, right? Nice. And, uh, they're true. not sponsoring us yet, but perhaps if we take our trip to Midworld, End World, we don't know, it could be there. That's so. a yeah. that's a good point because uh, yeah, isn't the the Nazala not to uh, you know spoil too much of the Dark Tower? That's a distinguishing factor for which world you're in. Uh, so mm. and also Nazala, I believe, is what. Roland uses to cheer before drinking it and and being poisoned and dying. I'm kidding. No, it doesn't happen. That's that's not really. He's fine. It does not happen. Uh, yeah. Well, I will say if you don't watch, have you watched the the Dark Tower 27, the Great Dark Tower 2017 film? Um, no, everybody has told me not to. So I yes. Won't. Okay. Do yeah. Don't. Um, well, not only just because it doesn't really follow the book that much, uh, the series that much, but also there's it's like almost like a greatest hits. It's it, it's a mm. it's a it's very strange. Um, but kind of like a um like like Wang Chung's greatest hits as opposed to like Tom Petty's <laughs> Living Die in LA does not get the love it deserves because that song is amazing. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dance All Days, love that song. Well, look, we just we, talked about the other day, yeah. Well, we, you know, hey, today is actually William Freakin's birthday. So, how, you know, this uh, this episode is also sponsored by William Freakin. <laughs> sponsored by Shudder's Leap of Faith. Leap of Faith. Leap of Faith now. Car crash scene later. This yeah. Be- well, look, you were talking, uh, we're talking about film and you just made one. Um, so please t- tell us, tell us about your dollar baby and what you need, which is, uh, actually, I think one of our favorite short stories, if I recall, when we did our night shift ranking, um, way, way back in 2017, um, you just As- got done shooting the whole thing, right? Yeah. So, um, I got the dollar baby contract from, uh, Stephen King. And, uh, so I filmed at the university of Maine where the story takes place. So oh, the real. exact locations, um, we filmed in the dorm Gannett that he, uh, Stephen King stayed in when he lived there. Um, and I got to stay in his actual room, uh, the whole time wow. I was shooting, which 
was crazy. You, was you, like, you slept in the room. Like I slept uh, in the room. Yeah. Oh um, you think it was he and Nicole so, uh, in, in college? Probably because the, right? the room he, hasn't he changed. Early. It looks exactly yeah. as it did in the seventies. That's, that's the time um, for and, it. Right? So that means that all the drawers have all this graffiti in it that goes back to the eighties, like at least. Yeah, I, don't, um, I, I was talking. Was I, I've the never very apropos Stephen King did coping here, although I'm sure he didn't, and he did not write that. But I appreciate. I was talking to someone about this the other day, and they were saying how expensive it was. Like how it's you can't. It's hard to do it. I would hope so. You don't have a lot of money. Was there something on the desk that said like Carlton Fisk rules? Right. Oh, which one? Yeah. We are not sponsored by Coke on this either. Yeah. yeah. So I think maybe not, but I, I I do love that there's some the people appreciate that staying in that room is a thing. Um, and it was just you know to be there and to be filming. You know they talk about the library and here we are in the library and here's the dorm that they're talking about. It's just such a living in because you know Bangor in the area is pretty much dairy anyway. Yeah. So living in this world and uh it was set in 1976 which is the year the story came out so um we were able to do that and have the costumes and you know everything look completely 70s that's so uh, cool that's so yeah. cool uh, uh, i mean it's just like for my own personal aesthetic reasons because i love the 70s but also same. the story the story doesn't make sense if the internet exists it kind of needs mm -hmm. to not be there so i was like okay that's fine we'll just mm -hmm. set it when i want to set it anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't imagine what this would if someone modernized it and it was like with Twitter and Facebook. Oh. And just, oh. This guy is creepy, you know, like hashtag, <laughs> like, you know, they all shame him publicly on like, a, <laughs> internet, like the story's over. Um, well, that's I mean, so what were some of the, the the challenges that you experienced, you know, in the shoot? I mean, because you it was I feel like what was it, like a, it was a week it was really fast. So, I mean, yeah. was there were there some moments that that might have been more challenging than the others that, that you might maybe some unexpected challenges like on set? And it was funny because I, you know, I spent the, the months make, going up to leaving to make the actual film in a complete panic uh, because it was just like everything all at once and I'm doing so many jobs. Uh, so I was really afraid I would get to set in panic and I and I didn't. I actually felt great the whole time and like everybody was really pulling together to make this thing and, and the, you know, everyone could see how excited I was. Mm -hmm. So that made other people excited, which was really nice as well. And Everyone, I mean, because I, I hired two, 22 people I'd never met. We're all going to live in a dorm for a week, like all sorts of sideways, right? And I was like, you know, but it didn't. Um, and I think, you know, that, sorry, so the, the biggest thing that happened that was, you know, was it, it rained one night. So the next morning, we were supposed to film a picnic scene outside, but we mm -hmm. couldn't because there was mud puddles everywhere. Oh, wow. So <laughs> we were trying to find like a classroom at the last minute, like we're supposed to film in like an hour and I'm trying to film it, find a classroom to film the scene in real last minute, but it's 1976. So there's no computers, there's no projectors, there's no whiteboards. You can't look out the window and see a modern building. You can't see any modern cars. Oh like, my God. We're hyper specific. Um, but we found a classroom that had a blackboard and we were like, great, perfect. Looks great. No problem. Awesome. So that even that, which I felt like I would expect myself to be panicky for. I was just like, no, it's fine. We'll do it. We'll find it. And here we are. And it worked out great. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Cause I feel like the period piece is probably the hardest. I mean, it, I was thinking about the other day with like movies that were set in the nineties, so easy to do a seventies film. And nowadays, obviously it would be easy to do stuff from like maybe the nineties, I guess, maybe, the, I mean, especially the yachts, but like, it is like, I feel like we are losing that era, like eras now that we're, you know, as buildings change and obviously technology gets kind of wired in them. And so I imagine it is kind of got to be a headache 
when you are making sure that everything is period specific, um, you know, even Chicago that has historical buildings, like they have to like kind of redo everything on the street, like even outside what looks like, you know, something that would be in the thirties. Um, I remember when Michael Mann did uh, public enemies here, they like, there are a lot of storefronts that look like it's from the thirties, but like they literally had to build fake storefronts on front of storefronts that were from that era still. It's just very, yeah. So I imagine that part was probably the most, you know, the biggest uh endurance it, it also just looks like me yeah you know like that's really what i like about filmmakers who make films that look like the inside of their head and like that's what this film is i mean because the actors are so incredible and you know especially um william champion who played edward because i was really nervous about casting edward mm -hmm. because he's someone who goes from kind of this outsider weirdo to kind of a romantic lead to kind of this psychotic monster and like that takes a lot of talent to be able to do all that and he completely crushed it with absolutely um no problem so to have this kind of like the version of the story i have in my head and then to see it come to life like my friend came to set and she's very familiar with the story and said i said what do you think about my edward and elizabeth and she's like oh it's your edward and i was like yeah mm, yes that's awesome that's awesome so how long so what's next i mean you have post-production have you started right. editing and stringing it all together yet Yes. So I've seen all the footage. It looks incredible. It's so, so incredibly beautiful. Um, Panavision actually gave us an incredible camera package and lens package to use for the film. Uh, oh, nice. So we got a really nice camera. So it looks incredibly gorgeous. Uh, so now we just have to edit. Yes. And then do color correction and sound and uh, music, which my brother is doing. So he's working on that right now. And he's a composer and musician. So it's going to be amazing. And I, I think that there's something everybody who was on set said they felt like it was kind of like lightning in a bottle like every like we captured something really special and everybody was really happy to be there together um so i think it'll really translate to the screen yeah no like i, I cannot wait to see this especially the fact that you the, the authenticity is so key here and like when you think about like even just king adaptations themselves like those that are set like in the locations like you know tend to be really I mean, at least they have the look, you know, and like, I mean, I always think of Pet Cemetery and just the fact that they actually shot in Maine adds so much more like that. It does so much of the heavy lifting, too, just by itself, because you already are in that world. Like you that's exactly how you, you know, you, you visualized it on page so that when it's on screen, it's actually there. It's in this real location. It's just great. I mean, I, I, so I, I'm, I'm, I cannot wait for this. When do you think it's going to come out? Are you going to, are you trying to get it out before October <laughs> or is that, or no, it's going to be no, no, no. next year. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, next year, probably. <laughs> okay. uh, but I will say that I did, I wore a Stephen King shirt every day that I filmed naturally. Uh, and one day I did wear my losers club t-shirt. So there will be pictures ah. from set with me acting, directing my, my, my people. Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, we are honored to, to be there. <laughs> I, so I, you know, it's funny because we earlier this month, so it's still August. Yep. Um, <laughs> we, uh, Jen and I spoke to SK Tours of Maine oh, yes. and, and you naturally came up. So you, you are like, you are literally a, like, uh, you are a Maine resident at this point. Like, just <laughs> you're just like, yeah, Julie was here, you know, a few weeks ago. And I was like, I know, Julie. you know, it was just like, <laughs> it was just so funny how naturally it came about. So did you get to actually, uh, just kind of enjoy yourself a little bit, in, you know, outside of the shoot or? Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, I, I had I had dinner with uh, Jamie uh, from SK Tours and his lovely as lovely uh, fiance, and it was they're very very nice, and we we shot um, right by their house as well. And so after the film shoot, I gave myself a uh, I called it my decompression vacation, and I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna chill out for a week. So I ended up driving around Maine and New Hampshire and just going to a bunch of towns that I'd never heard of before because I was like, why not? Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, my that god. That sounds amazing. Uh. 
I'm jealous. Jen, I mean, I, because we joked around saying that we were their fifth anniversaries next year and we got to get to Maine somehow. Mm-hmm. And I'm just dying to do that, especially after talking to Jamie. I was just like, fuck, I got to do this right now. He's I'm amazing. Like, mm-hmm. He's doing so much work himself, but he's doing it with such a place of love and joy. And that's what makes it work. That's yeah. why everybody knows what he's doing. He really is. He really is. So, you know, sounds like this is just an incredible experience would you that, do no, would, i mean i guess i haven't even mentioned the end game right which is yeah. king sees this movie that's that's the end game that's part of the contract is that yeah. you have to send him a copy to watch because he wants to see what people do with his work so oh, wow. wow i went into this knowing that's like end game here it is like the king you know they're like it's cool it'll be that is amazing does he, do you think do you think he sends a does he send a letter or anything or does he ever you know oh my no god idea. but you know that everyone every i think every dollar baby filmmaker has that frank Dillerbont glint in his eye yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. oh totally but maybe yeah. yeah would you do another one do you think oh yeah 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 so this story has like particular i have particular affinity for this story so it would you know like this it would have to be it would have to be a property of his that i care about yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, I, uh, I can't wait because I, yeah, this is, I don't know if, has there, has anyone done a dollar baby on this one before? I don't think I've really remember seeing it. I looked it up on IMDb and there's a, a couple from the early 2000s. Okay. But, hmm. but I know that this is not on the prescribed dollar, dollar baby list. It is not one of the stories that normally is given out. So it's kind of like a rarity as far as they go. Oh, I can't wait. Um, why, I, why I was given it, I'm not really sure, but I'm sure glad that I did. And I hope that he'll be pleased with what I did with this story because I think it's not the way he he envisioned it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I envisioned it. <laughs> well, we are, I, I'm, I can't wait to talk about it again when it's mm. actually out. I imagine, I, I, I'm hoping that they do the Stephen King Rules Festival again uh, next yeah, year. No, I'll be sending you a copy as soon as it's done. Yeah. So. I cannot, yeah, I just, I'm dying to see it. Uh, mm-hmm. So look, that's not what we're talking about today, though, because we got uh, a lot of questions, and I'm as you, now you know, we have, <laughs> a, you know, a total Stephen King scholar here joining us with the losers. <laughs> so look, you know, the questions that you sent in have some added value here. You know, <laughs> um, we got about ten questions that we're going to go through, um, and so, some are really, really fun. I, I like, I was like sitting there, like. I, I like went out for a walk. I felt like George Costanza in those montages, just kind of sitting out, staring off at the, the, <laughs> the sea and stuff with, with a few of them. But let's get to them real quick. So, um, or jump over to those because we kind of the, the bag is rattling. You know, the bones <laughs> are sh- are shaking around. Um, rather ironically, uh, we are actually uh, recording our bag of bones book episode uh, while we're doing this bag of bones episode. So um, I hope you don't get too confused this week, uh, constant <laughs> listeners. But uh, anyway, our first question is from Michael Feeney. And uh, Michael asks, what does a perfect final King book look like you look like to you in your minds? What's the type of story, any returning characters, a particular type of message or theme, really add any detail you wish. Justo, let's hear from you. I want to hear what your thoughts are on the final King book. You know, it's strange. I All I could think of, you remember a couple of years ago when Elevation came out? Oh yeah, when we did and that, I the posited, bit. and I said it wasn't even the bit, and I posited. I was like, "Is this his last book?" Mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Okay, so I'd like to kind of digress on that for a moment, if I can. Is that it's not a favorite book of mine, but that ending, not to spoil it, it just really felt like a farewell on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, you're revisiting a king landmark, and it's kind of short. 
Remember, like, there was a big debate whether or not it was a novella or a novel. I know. Oh, my Lord. The yeah. debate season, it rages on, much like Carrie, too. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to spoil the ending of the book, but the, the last couple pages really felt like the sweet goodbye, in a way. Um, and, of course, 25 books came out after that, so I was obviously dead wrong. So for me, like, I guess the idealistic farewell would be something kind of like Elevation. Mm-hmm. Nothing too, nothing like the ending of Evil Things where people are doing magic tricks and, and the town's exploding. <laughs> I think it'd be more like of a, I always envision a sweet send off for King who can definitely do sweet as much as he can do, you know, horrific. So that'd be ideal for me. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I mean, it kind of shares, kind of jives with what I was saying. I do remember us uh, discussing that. I mean, it's, it's weird to think that it's now three years later. Hmm. And all those books have followed. So, uh, Jen, what about you? Um, well, I it always makes me really sad to think about what his last book is going to be. Not, you know, um, I don't think it will surprise anyone when I say I would love to see another Charlie McGee story. I want to yeah. see what she's up to. That would be <laughs> awesome. Um, but I mean, kind of along the lines of what Justin was saying, like I think Billy Summers would really work as a last book. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to spoil the ending of that one either. But the way it ends, it feels like a, a not so much a farewell, but like a passing of the torch kind of thing, which I. I just loved and was crying my eyes out. Um, although I, you know, I imagine he's probably got several that he's written that are not out yet. So who knows? But yeah, that's the kind of book I want to see. It's just kind of like a, a contemplative book, um, kind of like on writing and on his legacy. And he's really been exploring that, I think, in the last couple of years. Um, and, you know, I wonder if that phase is over and he's going to move into something else or if that's what, you know, if that is, we are in the end game. I know. know. No, it's, but, it's 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 tough to think about. Definitely. I know. This, I you know, mm. is he seventy four now? He's still about that, he's but a young seventy four. A young, vital seventy four. He's young. He's young. Yeah. Julia, yeah. what w- what do you want from a final Stephen King book? Um. So, uh, Charlie will definitely feature in mind because what I want, a, a kind of a, a, a mashup of all his telekinetic characters into one yes. big, like the warrior style have to like team up and head through something so you mm-hmm. get danny torrance you get halloran you get charlie and i want andy mcgee in there too mm-hmm. i want johnny smith i want carrie white i want i want luke ellis i want the institute kids like i want <laughs> like ever like you know Aberstone wears the hat i want everybody like big fucking mashup i don't know what the monster would be but they would kill it <laughs> like maybe that. Stephen King is the monster. Maybe he and is. They all gang up on him. King, oh, no. King Endgame, just like a bunch of them <laughs> yeah. running, like, you know, down the. I'm snow. imagining like a skeleton Johnny Smith running around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wearing like a, a vote for Stilson. Uh, you know. But, oh no. Uh, just joking. Yeah. He like he cross sides for some reason. Like what the hell? You know. Anyway. How to get his spirit back? Yeah, Caffrey, you've read all those books for the most part. I, I haven't read, I actually haven't read um, Billy Summers, The Institute, or Later, right? Those are three most recent? Yeah, those are, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Those are the three I haven't read. So um, apologies if any of these books already does what I'm about to say, although I don't think they do. Um, you know, mine's, my criteria is pretty general. I would want something with a really big cast because my favorite books of his are when he builds small town communities, right? Like Salem's Lot, Under the Dome. Um, I love when we when we get to know a whole town and I think that would be fitting for his final novel. And I would want something just 
with an honest to God monster. I feel like he has not had a novel in a pre, I mean, you could argue the outsider, I guess, but I'm talking like a Pennywise type monster, something, something just with a lot of power that can not just shape shift into another human or whatever, but shape shift into something like actually monstrous. I, I just feel like he doesn't do monsters as much as, as he used to. So mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a good final, um, a final bow for him or cause uh, Jen had mentioned passing the torch. He's written a book with Owen King that I don't like very much, to be honest. Um, but what about a book with Joe Hill? I think that that could be kind of cool. And I feel like Joe Hill is maybe, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, pit his sons against each other. Not that they, they <laughs> but I, you know, I, I don't know. I think this is the poll quote for the episode. Yeah, <laughs> right. no, Owen King sucks. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but Joe, I think Joe Hill to me feels like the, the real heir apparent to King. Yeah. You know? And so I, I, maybe, maybe something that he works on with him. And I know, and I know Joe Hill has, because he's isn't he responsible for the ending of eleven twenty two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so rumored, yeah, yeah, ru- yeah, rumored to have made that suggestion. So yeah, that's mine. So kind of general criteria, but that's that's something I've just found myself pretty thirsty for for a long time now. With King is is just a great monster again. Yeah, Out, like yeah. I said, outsider. Yeah. I like the outsider, but I don't know that he's the outsider is not up there with like Pennywise or um, the Wendigo or something like that. I just imagine. I'm just for some reason I'm imagining like like Joe and Owen playing out in the yard. And then like uh, they run inside and they're like making a ruckus and uh, like King's just like quiet. And then, uh, you know, it's just like in Latin, uh, you know, he's, he's, like, it's just in like Latin. in Latin, uh, like last crusade or whatever. But, uh, you know, Owen comes in with the, the horn, just like his friend in the movie. Uh, anyway, um, I, 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 I kind of would like I mean, I'd like something a little more casual, um, you know, casual, poignant, um, affecting without being you know, too precious. I think you kind of hit the, the nail on the head for me, Justin. I, I, I'd i like something that's, I mean, Billy Summers really does feel well. It just hits the, the target. I apologize, Emily Winter, who is in the, the comments right now, just like rallying against the, the, the I apologize. But um, I, I, for me, it really hit hard for as like a book. And, and honestly, if that was it, it would be fine for me because not only does he kind of get to it not only does it feel like a summation of everything he's done, but it also kind of allows him to comment on his own sort of immortality, immortality, you know, the mortality of himself and also the immortality of writing and, and all. And I just thought those were really, really strong book. And having said that, he probably has like, like you're just saying, this probably has 30 fucking books that are going to be coming. And I can't even, they haven't really even done the Grisham thing where we've gone through like all his, you know, archive stuff mm. not to sound yeah. like jim dooley over here but the, the tom clancy stuff like exactly. we'll have stephen king at the very top and then the yeah. bottom will say by by, by jake ellington yeah or like, that. <laughs> like <Owen> cussler's <laughs> been doing that like for like the last <laughs> 15 years but uh i i think i think honestly him as he since he's like kind of a workaholic i think he'll never have a final book in mind i think he's just it's just yeah. gonna end when he ends honestly so. so it'll be know. the chris farley thing they'll just they'll just keep oh by the way there's this book that's coming out too this yeah. is the mm-hmm. other final stephen king book that's yeah. coming out and yeah his, could his you final... imagine if later was his last book with Oof. that ending yeah rough <laughs> it, later would i'd be like good to end too. my career on this gigantic <laughs> yeah. weird weird reveal at the end later uh, would be good too because of, of the title it's, it's like later yeah that's true. later peace. <laughs> peace and love later yeah and you could be love. like you could be at like the uh the barnes and noble or no whatever the story is yeah barnes and noble store around um you like pick it up and yeah. you look over and the ghost of kings just like <laughs> thanks for yeah. buying my book <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ending of the shining miniseries when you just oh, look over and oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> some kissing that's what i've been missing oh god well <laughs> Let's ask the next question. Uh, who wants to read Bryant's uh, question? Uh, Justin, 
Wait a second. All right. From Brian Burnett. You are living your life one day when tragedy strikes. You read a press release from Stephen King in which he announces that he is revising all of his novels so as to include Holly Gibney in them. <gasps> but, he says, <laughs> so as to give fans a tiny voice in the process, he's allowing them to vote on one novel which will be exempt from the impending hollyfication of the canon. <laughs> what do you vote for, Michael? Uh, I mean, dismissing the fact that Holly wouldn't even be born yet for like most of what? his earliest novels. So it would be really weird. It would be like kind of like a, a booch, uh, Titty Bichant type, uh, you know, thing with like <laughs> Carrie. I, I guess the only one I'd, I don't know, I'd, I'd be concerned the dead zone you know, would be, she'd kind of mess things up. But I was thinking about it. I was like, if they had Holly Gibney as the Holly Gibney we know, and, you know, I, I could probably live with the fact that like, you know, they call on Johnny Smith to come into Castle Rock and like, look, we need some help. We can't figure out what's going on with this Castle Rock strangler. And he comes into town and Holly Gibney's like, it's almost like Dan Ackward and Casper. It's like, uh, good luck and walks out. Mm. I could I could handle that. The thing I don't think works is The Shining. I think you need to, like for a story about isolation, like where's Holly going to show up? Like maybe in the beginning when they're talking to Danny, but even then it would just be too, no. So I would probably oh, she would replace Dick Holleran. She'd be the new oh. Holleran. Oh, a new Holleran. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. you know. Holly ran. I'm not putting it out there, by the way. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I No, I'm, I'm still shooting, shooting The Shining, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. What about you? <laughs> um, this has nothing to do because the Cynthia Revo version of Holly Gibney is not like the the novels Holly Gibney. So this is definitely about the novels Holly Gibney. Um, I would say stay away from misery because that's such a strong twofer. Can you imagine if, if oh, all God, sudden, I have said that, Holly yeah. Gibney just starts popping up, <laughs> stopping by? Hey, you put the uh, you put the ornament the wrong way. Um, <laughs> I mean, like worst case, I wouldn't have it. I would have really no problem with throwing her into big ensembles mm -hmm. and just pray that she gets kind of, you know, swallowed up by attention paid to other people in the story. But keep her away from from Wilkes and Sheldon. That's all I ask, Stephen. Uncle Stevie. That's all I ask. <laughs> Jen, what about you? Well, first of all, I want to say I reject the premise of this question because after reading If It Bleeds, I love Holly, especially <laughs> because of Cynthia Revo. I will give you I don't always I don't I just don't like the the Hodges trilogy in general, but uh -huh. she has really grown on me as a character. So I would welcome her inclusion in small ways in other books. But yeah, Misery was mine. Like that huh. that's the only one I feel like I don't think could survive an <laughs> an, an additional character. What you if know it what was I mean? like Annie goes to town? It's uh, like, and uh, she sells the paper or something. Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, like, oh, hey, uh, oh, I bumped into you. Oh, she looks familiar to me or whatever. But Holly would save the day because she's so resourceful. It's the thing. Like, it would remove all of the the like the what the word I'm looking the conflict of that yeah. story. She could yeah. also just be like, hey, uh, where, you know where uh, anyone could get some good skiing up here? <laughs> right. Dumbest fucking question. Like, and here's a DVD with ten of my favorite movies. Go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, oh God, God, Julia. <laughs> what about you? Uh, my vote is uh, the Long Walk. Mm. Oh, which good I'm like, one. You can't really see, but I am wearing the shirt today. I'm wearing Ooh. my. Oh, I love it. All That's right. awesome. It's yeah. one of my very, very favorites, and mm -hmm. there's not room for her in that at all. No. Yeah. What if it was just all those boys walking, and then Holly's just in the middle of them? <laughs> no, there's no explanation as to why she's there. 
why she's the kind of into that if it's just the lone girl that they never explain who never says a word yeah i could kind of see that (laughs) oh my god that'd be uh yeah that'd be hilarious it's like especially if it was like kind of like um what i imagine this new multiverse is going to be like in marvel or just like she just pops up halfway through the book like with the wall it's like wait what and they're like they're all 18 she's like 45 and they're just you know (laughs) like wait who's she holly was odd it just goes on from there it's like oh here we go oh god uh caffrey what about you uh i chose pet cemetery just because tonally i don't think it would jive with poopy being said all the time i mean the only way i could think of it well i don't know is she replacing a character because she could she could replace the the maid and then she just kills herself Bryant was not specific. oh my god i'm just I'm not, no, I didn't, I didn't say i'm not saying i want her to die or anyone to die, but i'm just like I just oh, no. think if she was a presence and added character and added presence throughout the book, it would just it would just ruin the tone of it. It would ruin how mm-hmm. dismal that book is and what it has to say about uh, parenting and grief and everything. Uh, no, I, I didn't mean. Come on, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Not promoting suicide allegations here. I was just, yeah, no, I, I don't like Holly at all. I feel like I hate her so suicide much. advocate, Dan. I'm surprised you're really backpedaling. <laughs> well, let's, let's also keep in mind, this is all fictional characters, Josh. So we're, you know, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Right. If, if Caffrey wants, right. you know, Holly Gibney to hang herself, it's fine. Oh, I'm just joking. I'm just... <laughs> I also haven't seen the TV show, and I hear, I, I hear that it's a very good correction. She's, it so. is. Cynthia yeah. It's a great correction. Part. She's really good on that show. And I could she almost, is. it almost feels like when he wrote If It Blades, it was like with her in mind. Hundred percent. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I liked her better in in If It Bleeds than I yeah. did in any of the Hodges trilogy. Yeah. Well, fun question. I thought it was fun. Uh, yeah. Who wants yeah. to take Dave's question? Jen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so Dave Musson writes: Billy Summers only takes out bad men. Um, <laughs> you've got a wad of cash and Billy's number. Hmm. Who from King's Dominion are you asking Mr. Summers to take care of? Well, we know Caffrey. Hmm. Uh, it's going to be uh, Holly. It's going to be Holly, right? <laughs> Holly Gibney, oh, no, apparently. No, no. I, I would still take out. Baker like, suicide with a noose. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I kept trying to think about, this is a good question. I was thinking about, okay, do I take out a character I just that just annoys me? Because in that case, I would probably take out the bikers from black house i feel like i'm the only one who really can't stand them they <laughs> you the have a vendetta against the I, bikers I, from black house. I, I remember liking black house i don't remember the the motorcyclists making that they, much of an impact on me oh man they suck i hate I, I love black house i think black house is great i like it better than the talisman but it's just it's yeah. it, for those damn they bikers. just stick out like a sore thumb but I, I, we're thinking about just horrible character like characters here like oh my gosh i just want this character to stop being awful to people I mean, I'd probably go with Henry Bowers because I feel like all of it, you see him terrorize these really good kids over decades and decades and he just will not die and he will not go away. So that was who, if I had to like help out some King characters I like, I would probably hire them to take out Henry Bowers. And you could still, you you could still easily do the rest of it without him also. I think kill him, kill him, kill him when he's a kid. And then um... I was going to say, this is like the, would you kill baby Hitler? Is yeah. The same, would you kill, would you kill child Henry Bowers? I mean, Henry Bowers, we, no, I guess Patrick Hoxetter is a, is a murderer when he's younger. Did they ever say, I mean, Henry Bowers kills a dog. Like that's pretty bad. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't mind. If I he's not mind. a murderer by the end of the book, he will be. So yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't mind him getting, he's like genuinely disturbed it's not like he, there's redemption for him I, I think at all so yeah i would i would hire um Only someone to take out Henry i feel Powers, like yeah. J- jeffrey jeff uh, clutterbuck uh, basically said somewhere randall is cringing yeah no that's true <laughs> oh i mean Henry's a, true. Yeah, he, a wonderful character like such a good character oh, but yeah. just oh you hate him so much 
Yeah. Well, look, uh, Cosmo Shira, he loves the bikers. So um, <laughs> looks like he would be disappointed in, in this decision. <laughs> Cosmo um, would kill me. He'd hire, I'd kill the bikers. <laughs> he'd hire he's like, he'll have to stop talking yeah. shit about my bikers. Cosmo would be very, I wonder if Cosmo would hate Billy Summers at that point. You know, maybe, I, maybe, mm, you know? I have not read it yet. And I also, I'm gone for two months and look what's happened. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. It's, it's all gone to hell. I hear that Billy Summers also hates the motorcyclists from Black House. <laughs> it's funny. There's like five pages of him worlds just within ranting worlds, about you know? it. Yeah, uh, it's another wheel. Uh, Justin, what about you? Um, well, first of all, I've heard of Phil Collins. Billy, don't forget my number. <laughs> but in this case, I wouldn't be forgetting his number if I uh, was going to pay him off to kill uh, Greg Stilson. Mm, good choice. Uh, for many reasons, we don't necessarily have to go into. But I will say that by doing that, it would also maybe uh, give Johnny Smith a more peaceful passing. Yeah. So there oh, you go. Wait, wait. Are you saying that he would Johnny? So, so Johnny Smith would still die, or? Well, because remember, in the book, he's going to die anyway. Remember? Oh, that is true. Yeah. 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 The movie version, he ends up, of course, he's he's happy. Well, happy yeah, but after. let's let's say that Johnny, after that, goes and hangs out with John Coffey, and then John Coffey saves him. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes back and lives with his dad. He's a, he goes maybe he goes back into teaching. We're all happy for that. Yeah, you know, and he's like he's like, well, let me tell you about a uh, uh, Sleepy Hollow, and then you know <laughs> that's the closing line or whatever. You gotta dye your hair blonde. You'd be perfect for this role of Zoran. Yeah, if you do a kill. Oh God, you gotta do this. You know, I'm a big fan of Duran Duran. Uh, Julia, wh- who would you uh, hire uh, Billy to kill in uh, King's Dominion? So but- I, I I couldn't choose between uh, two town selectmen. Uh, we have Mr. Danforth Buster Keaton from Needful mm. Things. Good one. We have uh, Big Jim Rennie from mm. Under the Dome, and they both. That was my alternate. Yeah. Taken out real nice. Yeah. 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 I like that one. Yeah. Um, Rennie was my alternate too. Yeah. But yes, so I'll, since I'll, it was I'll, taken, I'm gonna say the kid because I hate him. I do too, and I was gonna. <laughs> oh no no no! I'm on the record. I need more kid in the stand. Oh my oh gosh! My God. <laughs> I, I'm on the record in that episode. Give me more kid. Let's get weird. Do you like do you like the character. kid over trash? Though? Um, I don't know. These are two polarizing, totally different characters. Yeah. I can't. I it's like asking me to pick my favorite war. Yeah, you know, I couldn't possibly do it. <laughs> well, conjoined together by one gun and in a in a rectum. Oh um, my god. Anyway, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. more guns, I say. More rectums. I, so, so mine, my, mine's a little unorthodox, but you know, I because I, I think like most of the villains in King's Dominion have been killed already, right? So. Um, out of those who weren't, I'd probably go with the real killers of Kennedy, which is the U.S. government. Uh, so um, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> you mean like the shop, blanket like all the of shop? them? I'm, 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 I'm going after all those that that, that went after gov- uh, went after Kennedy. That that we're talking, we're, you know, we don't have to get into conspiracies here, but we're you know we got Lyndon B. <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson's cabinet. Um, you know, we got the CIA. I'm just joking. This is all. This is all just a. This is all in King's Dominion, right? So look, I'm going to be killed by the end of the night. Um, is this going to be on the, the Patreon page only? No, this is going to be on the regular feed. feed so, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we'll be looking into Rothman the. Uh, here. No, no. Yeah. I'm just. Joking. Mike's going to mysteriously so pass away, much no, like no. Holly Gibney in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Anyway, we'll just say the, the those the, the real killer of Kennedy, uh, and we'll just leave it at that. Um, Harvey Oswald died fifty years, sixty years ago. I know, and it was definitely he was definitely the killer too. Uh, I roll, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Um, <laughs> who wants to read John's question? Julia, you want you want to go for it? I will. All right, uh, John William Thompson. 
I would yes. imagine the WM stands for, stealing a game from the Dead Authors podcast, RE, interesting characters. Pick three king characters the other host chooses. One is invited to your dinner party, one is ignored, and the last is stricken from reality as though they never existed. So, Barrisley, uh, fairy, fuck, Mary kill, but with a smidge more consideration. Yeah. So, how do we want to do this? Do we all come up with three of our own? See, I was going to do that, but it sounded like one of you was going to come up with three names and then we go around and, mm. and oh, yeah, that works. And sick. give the uh, uh, invite, ignore, stricken. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the name of the, the game. Who do we? What is what? How is ignore? How is ignore different than stricken? Uh, he still gets to live there. his life. Okay. Or the person's there, but you're not talking to them. And the other one is like they don't ever exist. They have to leave. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's. Um, hmm, who wants to give the three then? Julia, do you want to go for it? Yeah. So um, hmm. I picked uh, my three favorite Edwards from the King Universe. Uh, so, of course, from I Know What You Need, we have my favorite Edward Hamner. Uh, we also have Eddie Kasprak, who is my favorite loser. Oh. And we also have Eddie Dean. Uh, oh. Have fun oh. trying to figure this one out. <laughs> I got this. I got go, this. Go for it. We got to pretend strike the Eddie from I Know What You Need from reality. Mm-hmm. Get him out of here. Okay. He has a creep. But then Julie's movie doesn't get made. So. I know. Oh, no. oh God. <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> <sighs> Maybe the twist in Julia's movies, he's actually like the great guy in this movie. No, I'm kidding. Um, um, it becomes a love story. Um, the person that is ignored would be Eddie Casper. Because let's let's be honest, it would be a, it would be a lot after a while with Eddie. <laughs> All right, there'd be a lot of allergies. Oh, I can't have this food. I can't go over. There's a cat over there. I'm allergic to the cat. There's a lot. There's a lot. You know. And of course, I'm I'm hanging out with cool. This is this is post recovery. Um, uh, Eddie Dean, it would be also a tough beat if he wasn't feeling very well. So, yeah, there you go. My IIS as opposed to FMK. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, Jen, what about you? Um, well, I love Eddie Dean, especially when I picture him as Aaron Paul. So he is going to be the one that I have a fantastic dinner with. Um, and I want to see Julia's movie really bad. So I'm going to pick Eddie Hamner, right? Mm-hmm. As my ignore Eddie and okay. Eddie Kasprak. I'm sorry. Stricken. But I do love him. I, I, I don't do. want to lose any of these Eddies. I know. It's why it breaks your heart. But I mean, they don't have to die. They're just not at the dinner party. It's my spiritual so. equivalent on the Losers Club. So what the hell's going on here? Um, I don't know. Jen, it says... <laughs> The, is stricken from reality as though they never existed. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, it does kind of tie my hands a little bit. Um, uh, you, you know, know what, what placebo is, Eddie? Placebo. <laughs> yeah. Gazebo. It's the thing you stand under when it rains, right? Yeah. That is true. The place where um, the Castle Rock Strangler. Um, ah. Ah, of course. Um, yeah. Caffrey, uh, who are you picking? Oh, man. I think I'm going to go with Jen's ranking because the stricken from existence is tough because then they don't have a past either. Right? Like we never existed, but Eddie yeah. dies anyway, out of all those, Eddie Cashback dies out of, out of those characters. Spoiler for it. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you 35 year old. But, and, and yeah, because yeah, I want Julie's movie to get made and Eddie Dean's cool. Like Eddie Dean's the got the best. He's the best conversationalist. He's not going to be awkward. You, I do agree, agree with Justin. If he's um, going through withdrawal, that's not an Eddie Dean we want at dinner, right? But uh, but then you could help him through with his, his withdrawal and you know give him some methadone or something and and be a good citizen. So yeah, I like, I like this idea that we just got spare methadone at this party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, hey, if we can strike someone from existence, we can will some um, 
narcotics into the uh, into the medicine cabinet. Yeah, so I'll go with Jen Adams uh, uh, rankings as well. My initial was with Justin's, but then I'm like, but wait, yeah, Eddie Cashback dies anyway, so yeah. that's why. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna let this Eddie from I know what you need prey on these unsuspecting women at this party. I can't believe it just to save Julia's movie. Yeah, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. I'll ignore him and he'll leave. He'll leave early because he's being so ignored. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Julia, who are you chosen? Um, I know it's hard. So I think would love it if you if you actually chose the Eddie to stricken. You're just I know if she chooses that I'm changing my answer. Well, see, the thing is, is like, I want to invite Edward from I Know What You Need to the dinner party because I want him to teach me how he does what he does. Mm-hmm. Ooh, That's my like, yeah. dark side version of it. It's Ooh, like, oh, you I have forgot these- about that. Maybe maybe you can ha- teach me how to have these powers. And like, we just, you know, dark side it up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Eddie Kasprak is is the most ignorable, right? But also, like, I don't want to, I don't, like, Eddie Kasprak was the character in it in the in, that made me love Stephen King so like I can't there's no way I could strike him reality like he's my yeah. like, people in high school called me Eddie like that was part of the thing. Like, I was Eddie Cashback so um so we have to strike Eddie Dean <laughs> yeah. oh my god I can't do yeah. it <laughs> it's too hard well that's okay hey, there there are other oh, worlds man. in these and he's used to dimension traveling <laughs> right true. so maybe he'll yeah. maybe he'll, he'll jaunt tomorrow. over to another uh you know dimension or whatever who knows who knows yeah um, I, I think I'm going to go with yours also, but although I, I, I Casper's going to my dinner party though. Cause I mean, talk about a curb enthusiasm episode right there. Um, <laughs> I think, I think it's time to, I'll probably just ignore, um, you know, the Eddie from, I know you need, and then I'm sorry, Eddie Dean's out of here. I, I, I love Eddie Dean from the dark tower, but as uh, all the constant listeners know, not a huge, uh, not a huge tower head. So it's, yeah. uh, I'm good. I'm all right. All right. Sorry. Hello, this is Jason, co-host of the All 80s Movies Podcast, with a message from Factor Meals. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you will always have new flavors to explore. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Um, Caffrey, <laughs> <laughs> take all right. Matt's question. This is from Matt Elliott. What's up, Matt? We all love Alan Pangborn, but King hasn't done anything with him since Needful Things. Would you like to see another book with Pangborn as the protagonist to definitively end his character? Or do you consider Castle Rock to be the end of his character? So I actually didn't watch season two of Castle Rock, but I know what happens to him in season one, but I also don't know how permanent that is. Um, so I, and I love Alan Pangborn. So I would, I would not mind if we got like a proper closeout to him. Um, I, <laughs> I know, I know I just ragged on her a minute ago, but if I feel like he would, King's on this hard boiled detective kick. He has been for a while. Right. So maybe he teams up with Holly Gibney and maybe, maybe, 
maybe she says she's been saying less poopies but maybe she says poopy once and he goes no 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 law enforcement doesn't talk like that holly and he and mm-hmm. they they bring and then the he does a bunch of hand it. puppets and she's yeah. like uh what the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then she's like no that's not cool either and they both bring out the best of each other and they become better investigators mm. uh because of it and have some like redeeming it. arcs to that character but yeah i love for real though i love pangborn and I, I would like to see him i don't know i wonder who they would be going after um i don't know just does the <laughs> Does the the dwarf from Le- Needful Things come? Yes, Leland yeah. Gaunt. That's so funny. I actually had that as one of my three. Uh, as if we were going to do the Mary Fuck Kill thing just then. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Well, yeah, so yeah. What about you, Mike? What? What? Uh, yeah. What? What? What's your answer to Pangborn? No, I. I kind of. I, I. I want to see more Pangborn, of course. I mean, I love Scott Glenn's finale there in. Uh, it, you know, the swan song for Pangborn there, but um, I kind of want like. I mean, if he was the main character, that'd be great. I'd be totally down. It'd be awesome, but I'd be totally okay with him just being like almost like the Bucky character that we hit in, in Billy Summers where he's kind of just an unexpected corollary character in one of his other casual stories or something like that I just like what you were saying before with Holly I think I think it would work I think that would really work well and kind of give some sort of closure in the same way that I want like closure for um Thomas Harris's um uh Will Graham like I, I kind of want, I, I want that ending Thomas, come back. Right. I want Gra- I want Graham to like go after Clary's like post Hannibal. I think that would yeah. Be- Graham's the Graham's really the only like technically in the novels he's the only guy who's who's caught Hannibal mm-hmm. before. I always think I, I've always thought that would be be super cool. Yeah, I'd love it. Oof, yeah. I think Graham and, and Hannibal are dating at the end of the series, though. So are you talking about the books for the series? Oh, we're talking about the books specifically. Okay. The books, yeah. I love we'll- both. Brian Fuller will have a lot of fun with that one uh, if, if they did make that book. And then it would be like, wait, what the hell am I supposed to do now? Um, Justin, what about you? Well, I remember um, uh, Alan and Holly are mentioned in Bag of Bones. I can't remember who it is from Needful Things. It kind of tells um, where they, I think they're in like, they're in another state, but mm-hmm. they're happy together. And this is in the 90s. So my idea was if you were to bring him back, it would have to be, one of the deputies dies. I is, let me go on a little tangent. Doesn't Ridgewick is it said that he's dead? Yeah, they but he then he comes back in another book or something. Yeah, or is that, or is that um Clutter Buck? I can't remember. I think it's anyway. Ridgewick, yeah, because they talk about how he I think he's traveling or something like that in Lisey's story. And it's confusing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I feel like that could be a thing where he keys he comes back to Castle Rock for like a funeral or something like that, and then gets involved in just a, a totally brand new supernatural story much like the dark half has nothing really to do with what happens in needful things mm-hmm. I, th- I mean that's one way that would seem kind of natural if you bring him back to castle rock i like that or yeah castle rock yeah, yeah no it would make sense yeah i mean you could even go to like Derry and just be like hey i gotta Ooh. it could be like the part of the sequel to it hey uh i'm lost that's yeah. my idea. Was <laughs> oh my was idea. it oh julia yeah. go for it sorry i didn't mean <laughs> yeah, no no that was really my idea to have him go to Derry and like if we're gonna have another cycle of pennywise coming around like what if pengboard is there to help out and I think he's such, I haven't seen Castle Rock, so I can't say what he does in there, but I like him in the books because he's a lot of his characters are such fuck ups and like, he's not a fuck up. Like he's got it together. Like he's yeah. on board and he's on point And like, I like that about him, but he doesn't have the kind of neuroses that a lot of the like on point characters have. Like he's just kind of a cool guy. Mm-hmm. And I think like, you don't really get that kind of character in King a lot. So I think to have him just like, you're close enough to Castle Rock to be right there. So you know the lay of the land, but now you're in this whole new place where there are things have been going on that you have no idea have been happening for this, you know, all this time in this city that's so close to you. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, where are you, where are you placing Pangborn? Um, well, 
I don't really consider his ending in Castle Rock to be uh, that's king adjacent to yeah. me. That doesn't feel like it's yeah, real, even a, though I absolutely love that season and what happens yeah. with him. Um, but yeah, I I was thinking Bucky too. Actually, I was yeah. like, I would like to see him kind of show up in some kind of like Glenn Bateman type role. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he is like King maybe kind of missed the window to make him like the protagonist at this point. But I could see him being like the secondary in a quartet, you know, like a Matt Burke type role or something like that, you know, because he's got a lot of wisdom, you know, I just, and you know, King's not going to write an old, an old story because he's got to always write like in the present of the moment, you know? Yeah. So we would have to be the age. What would he be like 70? But I really want to know that he and Polly are just kind of hanging out and like, what's with all this TikTok? (laughs) Forced pop culture references, you know, do a leaper. He's like, I kind of like him with Holly, though. That's yeah, I like that yeah. idea. Uh, he's just sitting there watching the Tonight Show. He's like, Johnny had it much better than this idiot fucking found. All it is is pop culture references. Just the entire Holly. Time. He's breaking eggs over his head again. Uh, oh, it's like God. a kill for a cigarette right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Caffrey, uh, you want to read the next question? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, let me pull up the whole Q and A. Okay, cool. Um, from good old if Donnie McHenry. Donnie McHenry. Here oh, we go. This is, I love this question. I think we, I we may too. have talked about this before. I don't I don't remember. God, but I love this. If King wrote a sequel to It t- taking place in 2013, what movie monsters would you like to see it take the form of? I I mean, look, no surprise. Michael Myers. But we got to do like the big, because I feel like It did all the universal monsters, right? And the next generation mm-hmm. of horror after that would be Michael Myers, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. Maybe get Pinhead in there. I don't. I don't know. Maybe uh, Candyman. I th- you know, but like the kind ooh. of seventies through the nineties. I feel like that's what we had to do. I actually was hoping because the new it took place in the eighties that they were going to do something like that. But I imagine getting the rights to all those characters would probably be kind of a nightmare. It'd be like Ready uh, Player One. Some of those. Well, um, see, my question, yeah. uh, my answer was going to be so good, but I realized that my answers take place after twenty thirteen. So now. It's over. I had that problem also. I had that problem a little bit too. Yeah. But, um, um, yeah, I was going to have this great bit about Annabelle comes home. Well, I would, I did too. I had Annabelle that is in two thir- 2013. That technically yes. counts. That's my answer. No, too. but, but, but Jen, it's important because Annabelle comes home introduces the great characters of bride and <laughs> oh, priest and nun and fisherman. It is, bo- um, I always forget is the boy part of that. I just think that t- movie. No, that's stuff something else. <laughs> but I was also going to, I was also include a real life ghoul, Ed Warren. I, I did too. too. So, um, but now I can't, I can't do that. But Dan, yours is good. I would add like Dr. Giggles or somebody really cheap to get. <laughs> do, do all the 90s knockoff work. Okay, we got uh, Chris. Ghost the ice the cream man. Dr. Giggles, uh, the ice cream man, uh, headhunter. You're kind, of, you're kind of hitting on some of the ones that I'm uh, Brainstorm? Uh, Brainstorm? Cue the, the winged serpent. That would actually be all pretty yeah. cool. Shocker. Yeah, but, Cue yeah. the winged serpent flying in. Instead of the uh, Rodan, because doesn't Mike see Rodan? So we see yeah. Cue yeah. the winged yeah, serpent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I interrupted you, Mike. What we're gonna say? Oh, all right, no, I, uh, I'll save mine to last. Uh, Jen, you, you go, go, go for it. What, what movie maniacs would you want to see? All right, so I was looking up what was going on in horror in 2013, and I just missed my number one. Um, the Babadook was not until mm. 2014, but how cool would that be? But so I was looking at the early 2000s or early 2010s horror, and I think Eli Roth would be the biggest monster. Um, <laughs> just Eli Roth at that point. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my God. <laughs> Some glorious <laughs> bastards just like, hey, uh, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Baseball. Like, mm-hmm. We must destroy. <laughs> so, yeah. I like that. I like that. Also, like Pinhead, because I like Pinhead. Oh, Pinhead would be fun. Yeah. That, that, yeah. We were saying before. I like this idea just the real life Eli Roth and Pinhead. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And the Cinebite. The Cinebite right. and the writer-director. Uh, it's like I mean... it, the camera shifts over like, what? <laughs> Julia, the who, box, who, Eli. who are you um, throwing in, Derry? So I think definitely uh, one of the iterations of The Thing has to be in there, the John mm. Harper. Yeah. Uh, mm. I would say preferably the head with the legs would probably be my, my, my vote for that, but any, any iteration of that would be good. I'd also, this is kind of out of the field, but I think the zombies from, I'm sorry, Rage Infected from 28 Days Later. Oh, would, wow. Yeah. Amazing because that would just be a whole other thing if there's like a horde of monsters, which I like can Pennywise like project into multiple things. Like possibly that's a thing. And they're also they're running. I guess like in my head, there's always a small connection because the the them running through the tw- tunnels and 28 days later reminds me of the tunnel in the stand when they're going through and like yeah. how mm-hmm. that's kind of fear. And I was like, so if you have that some sort of like tunnely zombie thing, and they I never like really never really does zombie stuff. Yeah. I mean, if Killian really Murphy doesn't. shows up, I'm down for it. Oh, oh those cheekbones, though. Oh, yeah. he shows up for like, but he's not the threat. <laughs> right, he's the love like, interest. They're like, they're like, oh wow, all right. Well, wait, is that is that Jim from Twenty Days Later? Can you yeah. help us out here? He's like, no, I'm just an illusion. Hold um, on, I'm just walking around uh, shirtless. Sorry, I'm just an illusion. <laughs> yeah, just down. FX is uh, the, the closing theme song off that movie. Um, good song. Um, Julia, do you have any others? Um, the only other one I had, and this is, uh, this might be too deep of a cut, but, um, the things in Jacob's ladder that just oh, like, Oh yeah. The, the, the jitters. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Or the, like the eyeless doctors. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't really get a, the, those don't get a lot of play as like scary monster movies and you barely see them in the film, but they're really, everyone's like, that's not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> really that would terrifying. be, uh, God, that'd be terrifying. Um, yeah, that, 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 cause that like predates like the silent Hill stuff and, um, mm-hmm. oh, dark castle entertainment made their entire yeah filmography based on those scenes in Jacob's life. <laughs> totally. Which to be uh, fair, Jeffrey Combs scene in House on a Hill when he looks at the camera is like fucking terrifying. Um I remember mm-hmm. in theaters just just holding my friend and being like that was a really scary scene. Um anyway, holding I got a friend. I was holding my hold, <laughs> holding uh holding Caulfield. Um oh. <laughs> All right, so here's my list. Um I had just like uh Justin I said Ed and Lorraine Warren from the Conjuring universe. <laughs> Uh, I had Eric, as Eric monsters as monsters. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Because they, you know, they keep coming there and be like, oh, I, you know, they're ghosts, they're ghosts. Uh, they're playing their guitar. All, yeah, it, exactly. Like an Elvis song or something. <laughs> um, Eric Bana from Ang Lee's Hulk. Uh, mm. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just that's the tip of the iceberg. Just, just wait. Um, oh, Lordy. The, the aliens from Mars attacks. Cool. Uh, Crisp from K Cop, Kindergarten Cop. <gasps> yes, tell me. I'll, I'll he just you. like you turn <laughs> it aside, and Crisp <laughs> is walking up there holding Dominic. Um, mm-hmm. you gotta vo- fight him with weasels, exactly. <laughs> the the Velociraptor ripoffs from 1998's Godzilla. Um, <laughs> they're like the baby Godzillas, but they're like the raptors, they're basically Velociraptors, they're ripping off Jurassic Tra- Tra- Park. Um, Jeff Bridges from The Vanishing. Like they have like a D age mm-hmm. Jeff Bridges pops up if they do the movie of this. Um, Je- Jim Carrey's Scrooge from Robert Zemeckis is a Christmas Carol. Terrifying. Uh, um, the what act- is the 
These are Go all ahead. the monsters. These are all the monsters that are going to appear in it. In it I'm too. on board, please. Even King's it too. He's going to say, "All right." So then it keeps going. The actual Oscar <laughs> statue that Crash won in 2006. Um, <laughs> Osama bin Laden from Zero Dark Thirty. <laughs> wow. But only um, from that movie. From only from that movie. <laughs> only the actor from the movie. Yeah. yeah, we talked about Thomas Harris earlier, but I want so I want to get Hannibal Lecter in there. But let's not. It's not going to be Brian Cox. It's not going to be Mads Mikkelsen. Oh. It's not going to be Anthony Hopkins. It's going to be Gaspar Ulil from Hannibal Rising. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically that one. Um, I got three more. Uh, Shallow Hal. Shallow Hal will come up. Okay. Yep. Um, we have a tour, a, 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 a duo, uh, the good son and <gasps> in, uh, in problem Macaulay child Culkin two from the good son. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin's, Just uh, good leave son. Elijah Wood alone. And, yes, please. and junior from problem child two, not the first mm. one too. Yep. Um, and Monsters. then last but not least the ultimate movie monster of all time, um, Jeffrey Epstein. So, um, <laughs> we're just gonna, you know, you know, I know it, it's, it, I think, isn't it like, Wow. thousand ninety-two pages. This might need to be two more books. I'm telling, they're all in there. They're I mean, all in. It, for for real, I know we're. It probably has more than that number of monsters in the book. For real, yeah. like I mean, they, they, yeah, leeches, think, they have yeah, Rodan, they have yeah. the werewolf, they have the mummy, the creature, they have Jaws, they have the vampire. I mean, it just goes on. They the have spider, Jeffrey Epstein. I do like Bravo, Mike. I do like I do like Donnie McHenry's it as the faulty circus from Apollo 13. <laughs> The problem from Mike, the only problem you might the only problem you might run into is getting the rights to those raptor ripped offs from Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> that might be your only problem. I know. D, uh, was it uh, is it Dean Devlin or Roland Emmerich? They play like they're not in the movie. Roland Emmerich, the worst director to ever make a good movie oh. of all time. What's the good movie? Um, the Patriot. I don't even remember. Maybe the Patriot. I like the Patriot. Patriot's not bad. I like Patriot. I think I think Godzilla ninety eight is very underrated. All right. Well, say yeah, right. Is that Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt, Matty Broderick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who wants to read Brett Camber and Kujo Littman's uh, question? Okay. You want me to go? Or I'll, go uh, I'll go for it. Um, who loves Billy Summers' favorite board game? Let's play Kingopoly. Organize the game board using king locations or characters or whatever else you'd like. Dark Tower could be Boardwalk. There are plenty of railroads. The Jail could be Shawshank. Fun! I like that. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to use new buck. All right. Well, Brett, you kind of did the work for us here. I got to say, you know, I, <laughs> I, I was looking overhead and I, like, as I was trying to think of things, I was like, Oh, you already wrote that in the question. Um, all right. I'm not a big monopoly head and I know Justin isn't because that's why he just walked away. He's board games. Um, Let's start with you, uh, Caffrey, because I feel like, did you get a little creative I, with this one at all? Yeah, or? yeah, I like Monopoly. I, I didn't do every single um, property or anything like that. I like Monopoly a lot. I haven't played in a while, but I, I like, so I actually, I was thinking about the game pieces, right? You do, oh, the, car, the car becomes Christine, of course. Mm, mm -hmm. The dog is no longer a little Boston Terrier. It's, uh, or not Boston yeah. Terrier, Scottish Scottish Terrier, whatever Scotty. that dog is. I think Scottish Terrier, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Cujo, of course. Uh, nice. The top hat can stay a top hat, but it's Rose's top hat from mm. Dr. Sleep. Um, I, I couldn't think of any irons. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's ironing in, in King universe somewhere. And like Dolores Claiborne, the I, I thought a, a rolling, Oh, you could do that. Yeah. Like the, just the press, the, the steam press. press. Yeah. I, uh, but I, I, th I thought the rolling pin from Dolores Claiborne could be cool for that. Ooh. What, what about, um, oh, and then, and then I had, cause then monopoly, right. The properties get, uh, 
progressively expensive when you go around the board. So I was thinking the uh, beginning, and I'm not knocking this this type of community at all, but just because yeah, they, we I feel, feel like we see a lot of span of wealth in King's books, right? You could do like the mm-hmm. trailer park from Salem's Lot is where you start, and then when you get in the middle, so like curving on the other side of the board, uh, maybe you just do like suburban homes from uh, from Castle Rock or or Salem's Lot, take your pick. And then the on the you know the final stretch, we get to maybe some decrepit kind of rundown mansions like the Marson House from, from Salem's Lot. Um, I, you know the, the more the haunted houses that are nice houses, but they're rundown. And then you get to like the Overlook, which I know is also haunted, but the Overlook's nice. Like let's oh, it's a nice yeah, answer. Right? It's a yeah. regal hotel. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe we had the hotels for the Overlook, the ho- the Vegas hotels from the Stand. You know, as as we we fin- you know, we round the board. But um, and I couldn't. I was trying to think of a. Of like a famous boat in a King novel for the battleship. No, I couldn't think either. I, yeah, the Dumaki like, boat. There's a oh, Duma there we go. Yeah, Duma, yeah, I can't remember Duma, what it's called. That's good. The Dumaki, the the, hey, the or the boat that um that in that Andean red build and oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, in, the, in the talisman, aren't they trying to climb up a ladder onto a boat? Yeah, talisman. The the talisman? So, so, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I do you like talisman, Justin. I don't remember. If, if uh, my reread did not hold up that well yeah one of the best characters he has he's one of my top five jack swear yeah Yeah, i love him in black house Mm -hmm. i I love and i love wolf and others yeah there's yeah there are characters i like but yes that that was what i had uh uh, but i'm sure i like that you go deeper jen what jen like raised her hand when i said the iron what what did oh yeah well my one of the utilities was going to be the kitchener ironworks Mm. for me um and then Thinking the thimble could be the a thimble from you so and so Polly's store. Um, ah. So then there's there's like Joyner Avenue, and we have um, Darnell's. Uh, you fix it up oh, shop yeah. could be another utility. Um, what are so there's Upmile Hill. There's the Barons could. I know we said Shawshank would be jail, but maybe the Barons is community chest or something. Yeah, because um, I mean, because the, the utilities is like what you have to pay for, right? Like it's like oh, yeah. pay twenty dollars or whatever. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. like. Yeah, you could like Juniper Hill could be a good one because obviously Juniper mm. Hill can't, you know, because you'd be like, all right, well, time is money. So, you know, mm-hmm. pay $30 or whatever, you know, because you're, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you've gone crazy like Henry Bowers. Um, what else did you have for, do you have any other um, properties? Uh, yeah, I was just trying to think. There's the Kinnebunk Fruit Company, I think, which is in 1122. And then there's like, uh, gosh, Jackson Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, I'm trying to just think of the locations to kind of fill out the board you know but i was like i was thinking like each side could maybe be one of his like places yeah you know? like there's a dairy side there's a castle rock side there's like a um a colorado side you mm-hmm. know and then maybe a florida side although i don't know you might want to do florida and colorado together that's uh, uh well talk about differing uh different seasons railroads yeah <laughs> well it's i was i thought the community chess could be the tech corporation Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. Julia, do you have any ideas for uh, from the map for King for Kingopoly? Yeah, I think um, obviously, you know, staying in Derry would be fun with all the stuff you can do in Derry with the Sandpipe and the Barons. And, you know, it would be mm. fun to do one that was like all of the terrible locations. Like there aren't any of the nice locations. So you do get <laughs> yeah. just the Nebel Street and like the Marston House and the things that are all like the most horrible places you don't go on and go into would be like the entire game. So it would be Stephen King from like Move One. Um, and of, of course, you have all the Dark Tower stuff to pull from as well, right? You know, you can have yeah, like the Merc yeah. Industry and Northern Positronics and all that stuff as your utilities and Ooh, yeah, any world yeah. you want to go into. And yeah, yeah. I, I like- 
You know what we should do? We should do like a clue game, you know? Oh, like mm. nine locations and weapons and you get to be like Alan Pangborn or something. That would be fun. Or Holly Gibney. Um, yeah, I would be Holly Gibney. The murderer, <laughs> Sheriff Pangborn. <laughs> we, we did talk about uh, railroads. That That's kind of easy, right? For the for the different railroads. How many railroads are there in Monopoly? Well, you'd have Blaine, yeah. Oh yeah, Blaine. yeah. Mm-hmm. you do try to shoot you. You could do the railroads from the railroad from um uh, the body or the body. Me. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think it has a name. What about the it? institute? The institute? Aren't they on the train? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's also yeah. the talisman. They go on a train. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So there are a lot I'm of telling trains. you, the talisman. We, this should just be called the talisman. We got boats. We got trains. We got yeah. as long as Jack Square is involved, I'm a happy bunny. Uh, <laughs> we got schools. We got businesses. Yeah. Um, Justin, what are you going to add? I, I was thinking the chance cards could be Wheel of Fortune cards mm. that, nice. from uh, the old Dead Zone. Mm-hmm. And if you did, in terms of popularity, you know, from start to finish, going around the board, you would end at probably Castle Rock. I feel like that's still the most famous of the locations. And then you would start um, wherever they're doing construction in oh, no. uh, road work. <laughs> that would be like the first Just waiting. Yeah, we rolled snake eyes. Here we are. We're at yeah. uh, Barton George Dodd's property. That's where you get stuck um, forever. Is there, is there a champagne yeah. bottle piece uh, from Monopoly? Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Must hitchhike to get to <laughs> hitchhike to get to <laughs> Barton George Dodd's. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Pieces. You know, I missed the. I, I had to step away for a second during Dan's answer. I think did you mention like uh, like a, a mallet for shining for the shining? No, oh no, I didn't. That's good. Um, even because yeah. he, he always said those weird pieces that I feel like a typewriter for misery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, George's, George's boat would be good. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. George's boat, would be, the paper. I like that. Great. Oh, That'd that's a great. perfect one. Piece yeah. of and pie then, from thinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then um, a construction sign from Roadwork. Once again, the really. Yeah. Uh, the real iconic the stuff, you know. Anytime you get a prompt on this fucking podcast, it's I gotta <laughs> include Barton George Dawes. I really yeah. do like it. You know, Julia, there you go. That should be if, if you're like if King's like, Julia, I saw I know what you need. I'm willing to fund your next 90 minute project. What's it gonna be? And I challenge you to do road work. Yeah. Ooh, he's dropping. I, I challenge. Here. I'm challenging you to do it. Well, that'll be and if you pull it off, that'd be. Quite a few. Yeah. It wouldn't yeah. be my number one choice, but if he said you can have this or nothing else, I would say yes, please, sir. <laughs> I like this. If you can have this or nothing, or nothing else, <laughs> like, yeah, this or nothing. Yes. For I'll some reason, like like Stephen King's like Ted Knight now from Caddyshack. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we're waiting. I was I was um, thinking like the free parking thing could be like the Finney, because isn't it kind of like uh, you move around and stuff? All right. So um, yeah. I got nothing else really. I mean, there's like other places that you could use like. Emporium Glorium and like the Aladdin Palace. And um, I thought like maybe utility could be like Pet Cemetery because you have to like kind of bury and I don't know, but that seems cool. a little. Well, because you own it after, right? Yeah, um, I guess I guess so. Um, you see the antique yeah. store from Salem's Lot, Barlow and Straker. Mm-hmm. Straker oh, yeah, Barlow. you could do that too. There's so many stores. That's the thing. Like, There's a lot of stores. This guy's got stores in his books. It's unbelievable. Nonstop. Julia, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say when I was filming at the University of Maine campus, they have um, all of the Native American names for all of the places where they are. Um, and one of them was Micmac. And I honestly I feel terrible because I honestly thought Stephen King had made them up and it's not made wow. up. Wow. Oh, I didn't realize it yeah. either. Interesting. Interesting. Did you get to go to the the area where like they did the hike in Pet Cemetery? Yeah, I went over there because I went down to where the house is and yeah. uh, just kind of like tromped around a little bit, not near the house, obviously privacy and trespassing. Yeah. And went, 
but uh yeah definitely was all the all the locations uh god i'm so jealous i want to i'm I, I don't know if i'll be as considerate uh when i go because uh, <laughs> i'm just joking i will i'll be absolutely considerate it'll be nice you know i won't be <laughs> treading over but uh that's a house that i would love to live in um jeffrey clutterbuck well wow, that's a name i that's a, a clutterbuck it's a familiar name uh justin when you read this next question okay Jeff, you can maybe verify what, what you mean by this because, okay, this overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite, king riding tropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I, some people were talking on the Discord the other day, and I think it was Brian's or Donnie or somebody came up with an example. So they were okay. arguing that the use of 19 now in King's mm-hmm. work is overrated, right? Like, okay, we get it. You know, and now he's shoehorning it in at all these different points. Yeah. So, like, something along those lines. Yeah, I'm thinking blue chambray shirts. Gotcha. Uh, okay. okay. And my pick, my pick for underrated would be like full dark. Like that. Oh like, yeah. Full, like that's my pick. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. I, I, okay. I got you now. I got cool, you. Now. Cool. 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 Um. All right. Well, who wants to go first? <laughs> you want to go for it, Justin? Oh, this is so hard. I know. Will it overrated be? Um, I don't even know if I think I feel like a lot of people that listen to, to us aren't necessarily big fans of King's dialogue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't think that would really be overrated, right? Uh-huh. Um, God, even books. I feel like people are pretty much on the same page in a lot of ways. I think. How about I'll skip to underrated first. And I'll, I'll try to come up over it. Underrated, I think, is still the long walk. Favorite. It's like a five-way tie, but it's probably. Um, oh no tropes though like things that he does like um, oh they're all okay that's the problem yeah okay see like i'll go i'll go i'll go real quick so for me i think i i actually had 19 (laughs) um because i am tired of the overrated i think that's overrated underrated i think his romance is wrong is underrated um my favorite is his table setting i think that'll always be the best thing i think he's able to do um in terms of in terms of writing and my least favorite is the the ham-fisted politics that he kind of welds into his story. So that's okay. Of, I got this now. All right, sweet, sweet. There go we go. go least favorite, um, trying to be hip in current popular culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Hello, uh, hello, young people. <laughs> favorite is like you said. I would agree, Mike. The table setting, especially when it comes to setting the scene of the town with a big ensemble. Mm-hmm. I think of Salem's Lot, especially. Those scenes are great. No dialogue, just just setting the scene. You know. Um, overrated, underrated though. I don't know. Keep going. I'll just keep interjecting when I think of something. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jen. Um, like, I, cycle the werewolf. Um, I'm I sure had overrated his the jokes. Gets on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, the funniest. Um, and <laughs> underrated. <laughs> underrated. I kind of like when he writes about like the blacklist and he writes about whatever he happens to be watching. Oh. I find it a little bit charming. Oh, also. Yeah. Oh, underrated. Also, meeting notes because they're amazing. So whenever there's oh. a <laughs> minutes of a meeting, I love it. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My favorites, um, I love the foreshadowing. I know it's kind of a thing now, but I just love it every time. I like when he writes about addiction, and I like when he writes about writers. Um, And my least favorite, I don't like the fat shaming. And there are two things that he does quite a bit. He talks about somebody having good legs, and he talks about a lady's hair being spread across a pillow, and it bugs me every time. Oh, wow. Underrated. Underrated. I mean, let's let's hear some more about that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, when is that? I'm trying to think of like, was that in like Salem's Lot maybe? There's some earlier ones. Yeah, like it. it... Mm, 
Oh, the Valentine's Day? Yeah, yeah like, sense. just when yeah. he, like, describes a lady's hair. He does it with Bev, too. He's like, um, oh, like, look at her hair. I imagine what it would look like spread across a pillow, you know? It's like, yeah. oh, what it look like See, on the King, floor King of my loved- room, you know? King is like really big on pillows. Like he, you know, he says like the dirty, dirty pillows clearly in the carry. But then yeah. also like in Billy Summers, like that cool underneath the pillow. Like that is such uh-huh. a specific thing that like you know he does that. Maybe he does that in the you know, and now he's like, well, it's been a big day. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to see what my my hair People looks like on my pillow. Pillows, you know, people yeah. relate to pillows. I know. Yeah. I love I love pillows. But Julia, what about you? Um, so, uh, overrated for me would be, uh, true crime stuff, the true crime mm. the mm. stuff I'm not terribly interested in. I mean, the Bill Hodges trilogy is incredibly well written, but not necessarily my favorite. Um, underrated, I would say are, are like the early Bachman novels, like one dude against everybody else, which mm. I really like. And you're just inside one character's head for the whole time. And that's what I want really in a story. So, you know, that rage and the long walk and road work and running man and like that kind of stuff. Like I really, really enjoy that. Um, my uh, least favorite is um, talking about baseball. <laughs> Sorry, don't. That's a tough call. That's a lot of it. And I'm meh. Um, and then uh, I think my most favorite is when he addresses the constant readers, because I think it takes you, he, he brings it back to the reason that he's doing it, which is you reading this and also brings you into the story and does this kind of humble, like, but I'm just a writer and these are just my thoughts and like, let's share them together. And I think that's such, so beautiful that he does that. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Caffrey. All right, so I had uh, overrated. I I put down the multiverse, connected universe, everything. It, it's not something I hate necessarily, but I feel overrated? like overrated. Wait, wait, overrated? Yeah, overrated. Yeah, Ooh, I think sir. so. Sir, we're gonna have some fisticuffs. <laughs> no, I, just, yeah, I, I, I gave up on that fight a long time ago. <laughs> I think I just think it's so. I mean, I, well, I say overrated. I I chose it as overrated and not least favorite because I do like it and I thought it was really cool when it was introduced. Um, but I feel like it's just so easy to do now. And like, for instance, something something that I'm not as big a fan on of is in a, like Duma Key, the main character being named Edgar Fremantle, but obviously not actually the Edgar mm. Fremantle who's related to Abigail Fremantle. Like, I just feel like it's easy to just do mm-hmm. shit like that, you know? So, so I get a little I get a little tired of it just because I feel like he's relied on that more and more as um, time has gone on. Whereas like early on, I loved seeing Ace Merrill and Needful Things, right? Like that feels like a much more tangible thing. Um, So yeah, that's, that's my overrated. Underrated, I would say endings. I feel like he always gets shit for his endings. And and yeah, not all his endings are great, but I think, I actually think he, he sticks the landing more more than he doesn't um mm-hmm. i feel like yeah you have stuff like tommy knockers whatever else for the but I don't, even that like the, actually the the middle is more of a problem in that book than the ending the ending is pretty good i think the very very end of the tommy knockers is really good yeah really, like, like the last couple pages and i'm not being a jerk I feel like, like the, it nails like the last scene mm-hmm. yeah no exactly I, I i almost feel like when people say his endings that what maybe what they mean more is either the rising action or yeah just because because i'm like i actually think he does like the last pages of his books like really well yeah. that's what i, I think, think it's I don't that get people that. don't like the way the they end like mm. the story ends where it naturally would and people get mad yeah like, it's, 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 it's just funny like i'm trying to think of the first book where maybe that was a thing i like i don't know even something like under the dome i know people have issues with the ending the explanation of that book but for me the book is so not about the logistics yeah. of what's happening you know it's what's happening inside the dome and that's so satisfying to me so yeah um yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't know because like the, yeah because the only ending i really don't like is like under the dome yeah and and even that like I, I still i like what happens to the people right like it's just more the expo like the 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 explanation of the the mysterious thing that happened um 
My uh, favorite device uh, is when he does a terse ending to a chapter. So for instance, the one I always come back to is in the raft. Uh, it's not the chapter, it's the end of the story, I guess, where we actually don't see what happens to the the protagonist at the end. We He just goes somewhere, a loon screamed. I love which is that. like, I love when he sort of tells you without telling you, you know, I mean, he doesn't do it all the time, but when he does, I feel like he always nails that. And then my least, uh, my least favorite is, uh, folksy camaraderie I wrote, which is uh, at the stand, like all them just bonding. I like the bonding, but it just gets so like, oh, hearty, hard, ha, ha, ha. and then and, and then in um and then in if it ble- uh, bleeds, uh, what's the story where the guy's drumming? Uh, um, oh, uh, um, oh, gosh. oh, Charlie. Wait, the I think it's it. Yeah, if it but so it's like the, it's the life one that, of Chuck. Right? Yeah, it goes back and forth between the two the two kind of, like life the of Chuck. House yeah. Thing, yeah, which yeah. I like. I actually like that story a lot. But I remember mm. at the end where, where they where he's drumming and like the guy and they're dancing and then they all like they all do like a huddle at the end of it. I, I don't know why. Like his, his like immediate bonding just always kind of is corny to me. Um, so those are but mine. they're yeah. happy in the street together. No, I know, and it's and, it, and then it's so it's so it is heartbreaking because the there's the brain tumor later and stuff. Mm. But I, th- I I think it's it's not the fact that they're bonding. It's like the gesture of like yeah, like we're the group. Like I know, it just, I, I, know. Like, mm. I know what you're like they jump about, up man. in the air and have a high five. Yeah, it, it's it's the line Langoliers thing, right? The, yeah, oh, let's go. Oh. Yeah, like that. That's a whole other. That's a whole other story. Too. It's anyway, like when it's like when shows or movies try to do like what a band life is like, and like <laughs> yeah, camaraderie right. is just a little too much. But anyway, uh, we got to get going. But Justin, did you have a, did you have any more to add on your list, or? I agree with everybody. With everybody said about overrated, underrated. Except for Dan's overrated, King's <laughs> Dominion, which I still love, and all that stuff. Love it. Um, as long as it doesn't interfere with the story. Yeah, you know what I mean, I like if it's like an Easter egg. It's 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 good. Underrated, I say. Yeah. Underrated, damn it. Oh. There you go. Well, we got some other worlds to explore on our next question from Wayne DeGoldie. Do you want to read that one? Yep. Uh four of King's bigger novels, The Stand, It, The Tommyknockers, and The Evil Things have each been turned into an epic unrated series of 50 episodes, each lasting 30 minutes. I like the 30 minute idea, supposed uh-huh. to an hour. Uh <laughs> Pick one sequence from each book to make the perfect bottle episode. Okay, I do have this. I got this. No confusion on my end on this. Yeah. One. Okay, here we go. For the stand, let's uh, Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. All right. 30 Full minutes, up. especially. No wow. problem. Nice. Pull up. You can really make a claustrophobic hellish episode from that. Uh, can, you, can you sustain it for 30 minutes? You know, that's a good challenge. Um, from it, one of the missing, a tale from the summer 58 with Eddie Corcoran. Oh, yeah. Be pretty brutal. Wouldn't be yep. a very fun episode. I know, God, but that's um, a good one. yeah. And uh, I think that for needful things, the series, I think it'd be especially for people who aren't familiar with the story. If the whole first episode is just told from the eyes of Brian Rusk, and it'll be that much mm. more of a startling ending when he, you know, kills himself. Mm. Uh, oh. And we're uh, 30 years we've old. We already covered it. We've, we've also, it's, it. hey, yeah, right. we, the chronological on, reread is done. So, yeah. Okay. And um, obviously, you'd have to do 30 minutes. Jen, you'll probably agree on sis, the sissy chapter from Tommy Knockers featuring Bobby's sister, Anne. Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to throw a joke in there. Uh, those are my those are my four. There nice. You go. Nice. Julia, what, uh, what bottle episodes are we getting from you? Okay, so for the stand, uh, we're getting Harold's turn is what we're mm. getting. Because that's oh, one of nice. my favorite moments in that. And I think you could really draw it out and really mm-hmm. like see him battle with it and like try and finally make a decision. 
Um, from it, it would be the fire at the black spot. Ooh, yeah, yeah that's that was my alternate. Which would be intense. Yeah. Um, uh, from the Tommyknockers, it would be uh, Jack Sawyer, uh, my buddy, uh, meeting Jim Gardner, and that's uh, right, saving him, kind of saving him. So yeah, I would like to draw that meeting out and really explore their kind of connection there, because uh, that's I mean everybody knocks on the Tommyknockers, but I started reading that and Jack showed up and I was like I'm in, I'm in, mm-hmm. whatever you I want. I do like that part a lot, but again that's that's early on in the book. Yeah, it is. You know, um, yeah. and then for needful things, it would be uh, Ace Merrill's trip to Boston. Oh man, that's a great fucking bottle episode too. I know that would probably be Randall's favorite episode for sure. Um, <laughs> I like it. Caffrey, what bottle episodes are we getting from you? All right, I said to admit, I actually missed this question in the in the document, so I'm kind of going off the top of my head here. Uh, the stand, I'm going to say Kojak's adventure because we never get to really see that anywhere, and it's a great <laughs> dot. Like it's like an R-rated Homeward Bound. I was like to say, yeah, or Bingey the Hunted. You know? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Kojak the Hunted. Um, so that's it for the stand, just because we haven't seen it before. Um, I would say for it, it is a tough one because they actually do have these great interludes, but like Justin said, they're all pretty, um, pretty horrible, right? Just like seeing kids get killed. I, you know, I would actually, once again, because we've never gotten to see this in any of the adaptations, I, I would focus on, um, Mike seeing the, the giant sparrow at the Kitchener Ironwork, Ironworks, just because I think, and, and it, because he describes as this scene. mixture of like, oh, it's so creepy. And he describes as this mix of, Rodan and from Godzilla and uh and a sparrow and I think I just think birds are creepy and I always I don't know I feel like Mike's character has gotten short change I, yeah. I like all the ad- adaptations but I feel like he, his character's gotten the most short change and we find mm-hmm. out a lot about him through that whole sequence and his relationship with his dad and all that so I would like to see that um the Tommy knockers that's hard I you know what the scene I, I and I, I like I don't love the Tommy knockers, but I do like it. Um, the scene that is always the coolest for me is the clock tower taking off in, in, in Tommy knockers, mm. right? That's what happens, right? The clock mm. tower takes off and they yeah. replace it with a hologram. So I don't know, maybe, maybe just like a whole episode of them it, like engineering that, right? I don't the know. Technology. Just from, yeah. The technology, just from a, a special effects standpoint, that'd be really cool. And needful things that this probably could not fill up a whole episode, but it's my favorite sequence in the book is the knife fight between the two women. Just, I mean, I feel like you could do, the buildup of, of their, um, their, their conflict with each other. And then just, end cause that, from what I remember to the, the fight's really long. And I feel like you could do like a really good, maybe like true detective style, one shot, you know, <laughs> knife fight. 30 minutes. That'd be wild. Oh um, man. And then pan out at the end and you see everyone. And then they, maybe what they do like in true detective where they pan out the end and you see all the drug dealers running around, you see that. Cause that's kind of the instigating event that really sets the town going yeah. off. You just see all the town going nuts and starting to kill each other. So Ooh. those are, those are my answers. Cool, cool, cool. Jen. Um, well, Wilma and Nettie was my answer for needful things. I think mm. that would be really that is the the most um, <laughs> fucked up. Like it's that's yeah, it's interesting. Up, that's a it great is, team. yeah. Yeah. And so for the stand, I cheated and had two because I would love to see Franny's confrontation with her mother in the parlor. Mm. But because it's 30 minutes, I want to see uh Nick Tom and the tornado, that segment, yes. you know. Oh, I love that segment. It, if it were an hour, I think that would be too long, especially given like the limited dialogue that you would be able to have there. But I think 30 minutes would be good. Um, and let's see it. 
I want Bev and her husband and because I just love that Mm -hmm. moment at the end where she kicks his ass and I want to see a lot of that. Um, And then what was the oh and Tommyknockers Emily and I are on the same page because I want to see just those two detectives flying around that crazy town with all the vending machines like like throwing like all the crazy inventions that everybody's made like trying to kill them. I think that would be fun like one more bonkers machine after another. You know, maximum overdrive. I forgot about that part. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Around uh, the same time, yeah. actually. So it he, is, he yeah. Vending machines killing people in his mind for some reason. Yeah, I know. Maybe there's one that kept stealing his dollar, and he was like, uh, he's you. like, I wanted that Twix bar." Uh, <laughs> that was the co- that was probably the cocaine talking. Before. I mean, yeah. it is the only one. I have like a Stephen King impression. It's amazing. Yeah, mine just is Gordon Cole from Twin Peaks. So it's just a ripoff, <laughs> but um, it's ridiculous. Uh, I, I mean, look, the stand is really the best one for me in terms of source material. I, I rallied mm-hmm. on and on and on about this during our our. Uh, you know, our recaps earlier this year. I cannot believe that was this year. Um, but uh, so, there's so many to name. But for me, I, I thought that like, you could do like those those rundown chapters of the infected dying, I think would just be like such a mm. cool way to do like mm. a, an episode on that. Yeah. Even the chapters where like the electricity turns on in Boulder, I think are some cool ones that you could kind of do. Um, but I think what I, what, what I what really came to mind is something that the the miniseries of 2021 hinted at that The Walking Dead really does well. Now, I just watched all of The Walking Dead. I'm all caught up, including next week's episode. Um, so I'm all mm-hmm. super caught up at this point. Never thought I'd say that. And three years ago, myself would beat the shit out of myself for doing that. <laughs> but one thing they do really well are duos. And like the episodes when it's just the du- like two of them, it's like a twofer where it's just them, like bottle episodes, they're fucking great. So like I would love to see like Stu and Larry on a scavenger mission mm. or like... Um, you know, you follow like two flag followers in like Vegas and you kind of see the nuance where it's like, wait, this things aren't that bad, but you kind of see like the little things that kind of weed out to see why things are really bad there. I think that would be really important for us to have. Um, and then even like the mother Abigail chapter where she's trying to go from one farm to another, um, to cook as a, you know, when she's anticipating everyone's arrival, I actually really like those chapters. I thought those were really great mm-hmm. um and we've never seen it i thought we were gonna get on this adaptation um yeah. we never did uh for it i mean i think like you know what justin said i think you could pick any of the kids like that that died on the corollary sense like the eddie corcoran's i i what i would think is this is i'm gonna lean on walking dead but like this the season finale of last year they did this really great episode that went into like megan's backstory and i think you could that, that like span like 12 years if not more and i think you could do that with mike and Derry for like what he has been doing for the last 27 years and like kind of get into that a little bit. I just think that would be a really cool, cool episode. Um, and to like what, what Dan was saying, I think like Hamlin always gets kind of screwed over in these adaptations. So it would just be really cool to have that. Can't really answer anything on the time actors. I can't, I've, I've only seen parts of the miniseries. So um, maybe there's an episode that can talk with like a bunch of people talk about how cool Jimmy Smith is and um, you know, and all his work that he does. Yeah, but, I love uh, Jimmy Smith. Love Jimmy yeah, Smith. Yeah, it's great. He's not the problem I've got with the time. No, no, no. <laughs> but so I can't really answer that one. But for evil things, um, I mean, look, take your pick for the townspeople just at the stand. But one thing I got really, I, I was thinking about that would be kind of cool, like a really neat narrative device. If we're trying to get into like the, you know, who Pangborn is, you can kind of have um, an entire episode dedicated to like Pangborn's struggle of uh, quitting smoking. And every time that he's mm. tried to quit smoking, some sort of traumatic incident or some wild incident or life-changing incident happened and got him back on smoking. Because one of my favorite sections is when you kind of really first meet him. And he's, he's like, oh, fuck, this is like stressful. I'm going to have a cigarette. And he talks about like, he goes at great lengths about like what it feels like to finally have that cigarette again after a while. And you could tell King was trying to quit at that time. And 
Um, and he, he comes from a real place. It. So I just think it would be kind of cool to use that as a narrative device to kind of go and you learn more about Penguin's past a little bit, but that's what I got on my end. So uh, we got one last question. Who wants to? Well, you know what? I have not seen Shit's Creek. Neither have I. <gasps> it's so good. Everybody should watch it. Well, are we are we talking about the character or the actor? The actors. I, I think. Because I, I got I, it. I haven't seen all of Shit's Creek, but I, I have one for that. But but if um. Well, while you read it, was... read the question. And answer. Uh, maybe uh, answer it. Or... Okay. Uh, here. Oh no. You know, I just closed the document and say what right, I, I got. I got. I got. I got. I'll read this. Some. I don't have any answers. So. Uh, Matt Morris asks, what other main cast members from Schitt's Creek would you like to see in a King adaptation and what character would you want them to play? Now, this the what other is because um, one of the characters from Schitt's Creek is in yeah. Chapel Way, right? Emily mm-hmm. Hampshire. Emily yeah. Hampshire. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So oh, what yeah. other cast members from Schitt's Creek would just you keep, like to see in a King adaptation? Let's keep it to one. So and what I, character would you like to play? Yeah, I, yeah. there you go. I love Catherine O'Hara. I think she's one of the best actresses just ever. I, she doesn't really get to do serious roles a lot. I think she would knock it out of the park as Annie Wilkes for Misery. I think oh, she would man, be so really good. Would. Like, that was like my legit answer. good. Yeah. Oh, that was that was your answer. Oh, sorry. Did I take someone else's? Sorry. No, no, that's no, fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, mine was Eugene it. Levy as Paul Sheldon. So this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christopher Guest directing, which would be funny because Rob Reiner directed it and they were, you know, they were all oh, in Spinal yeah. Tap together. Spinal Tap, yeah. That's right. Um, I had uh, Chris Elliott as Gasher. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, because even the end of something about Mary, he's got all the it's like, like the pustules uh-huh. on his face, like so. It's oh, that's really good. Yeah. I like that. Oh, totally. <laughs> so that's all I got for me. But Julia, did you do you have uh, any from maybe like I know. A- I mean, I obviously know and love Catherine O'Hara. Um, I think she would be fascinating as Carrie's mom. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah, that that's good. That's really good. Yeah. To, like okay. try to bring some like weird, terrible humor to it, like you know, and to also go to dark places we don't ever get to see her go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I picture her from the end of For Your Consideration, where she's had all that work done. <laughs> you know, yeah, just like that really extreme. Like I could definitely see her as, uh, as Carrie's Mar- Matt, Margaret White. You know? uh, I love it. Well, that's it. We went through the ten. We went through the, all the questions. Uh, I thought this was really fun. Uh, Julia, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I will. Our- yeah, for real. Anytime. Thank this you is, so much. So excited to see it. Just Bye. always fun to talk to. Um, tell us what's next for you. Uh, especially, you know, with horror movie survival guide. So, um, Oh yeah. So, um, yes, I have a podcast horror movie survival guide that we are, uh, we talk about horror movies with my best friend, Terry, we have over 200 episodes now. And, uh, so we just finished, we had a Romero round recently. We had a lesbian vampire round recently. Uh, so there's all sorts of goodies to choose from. I would just say, uh, make sure that you have already seen the movie that we're going to talk about because we do spoil things for you. Um, I also have another podcast called Jodorowsky that is all about the filmmaker Alejandro Jodorowsky, who I love and adore. And so we are going through his films chronologically. Uh, Jodorowsky's Dune is up next. Uh, so, you know, join for that great, as well. And I'm on, you know, I'm on all great the Twitters yeah. and the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the things, and I'm very responsive. So talk to me about Stephen King, please, because I will answer anything as long as you don't spoil anything for the end of the Dark Tower, please. And Stephen <laughs> King Sunday is your thing. That is, yes. your, you have, you've definitely established that. People have taken on it. It's, it's great. It's great. It feels good. It feels good. I, I did it, you know, for years, and now I'm like some other people are doing it. It's yeah. slowly. It's so much fun. So where, so where can they find you on Twitter though? What's a, which one are your handles? Um, for... I'm at Julia, Julia C. Marquesi. Sweet, sweet. And that's my handle across all of my social media. Great. Well, be sure to follow. Uh, Jen, 
What do you have cooking up over at Psychoanalysis? Um, well, we just recorded a big episode on the Changeling, which was a comfort right. horror episode. Um, that was really fun. And we are, uh, when this drops, we're going to be kicking off Objectification Month. So we're going to talk about Assassination Nation and the original Maniac, which I am super excited about. And just plan some really fun stuff. Um, some horror movie monsters that we mentioned in this episode, and I can't say it yet, but um, lots of really cool stuff uh cool stuff coming up there um you can find us at psycho a pod on all the socials and you can find me at jim ferratu on all socials very cool very cool uh dan what's next for you what, what, do, you, what do you got going um are you are you still doing this slay smr or what you know i i never like willingly stopped i just i did a uh, i did an episode on batman returns during christmas that got totally fucked up and i got really discouraged and didn't really do it i know and not, not for anything like it just the audio messed up or, and so, yeah, I, I've been meaning to get back on it. Um, then we did, we moved a, a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago. So we're in, in Brooklyn now. Um, so now, now things are settling in. I'll, I'll probably get back on it at some point. Um, yeah, no, I, sh- I should, it was really fun, but they're still all there. If you want to want to watch the ASMR. Um, yeah, my audio play, uh, it's an adaptation of the frog prince is running through, uh, what do we got? Two more days on that in, in frogus as they call it. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to get tickets, it's uh, $10 per household. I'm super proud of it. It's uh, 45 minutes. It's kind of a weird, dark, subversive take on it. Um, and then my play, The Amphibians, is going to have a reading um, with Juke MS, which is a theater company in Memphis online. I think that's September 17th through 19th. I, I don't think we have the exact times yet, but I'll be posting it soon. So yeah, um, I'm hoping virtual theater won't be as much of a thing soon. Uh, it'll be nice. It's nice to get back into actual theater. But if you want to check some stuff out, I, w- I will have that going on. And we'll definitely share those links for sure. Yeah, definitely. for sure. I'll, I'll let you know when the Amphibians one uh, has come up. Sweet, sweet. Well, Justin. Well, you know, uh, Dan, myself, and Mike are part of the Halloweenies podcast. And next month, we're going to be doing, well, we're doing Scream all year. So we're doing Scream movies and Scream references in Scream or, or something close to Scream. So are you the other doing, months of the year. doing Final Exam? Um, you know what? We mentioned Final yeah. Exam, but we didn't do that. We did The House in Sorority Row instead. Oh, okay. We did college for Scream 2. Randy yeah. does mention Final Exam, and it is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah. Radish, he does. We could talk. I'd love to talk to you about Final Exam because okay. I like the fact that the killer is just a random killer. There's no like, <laughs> like no, nobody. I, I have a whole theory about that. Um, I do the DVD commentary for that movie actually because I'm so. Oh wow! Uh, so I have a theory that I was able to put on the DVD commentary forever that people will know my theory. Oh my god, that's amazing! People need to put the theory. Is it on Wikipedia yet? Has somebody? I'm not yet. There we go. We need to put it on there. We need to put it on there. We make it part of the lore. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're going to be doing Basic Instinct next month on the main feed. We've got a special guest for that. And then our, um, I guess on the Patreon feed, we're going to be doing Dead Silence. Yeah. We requested yeah. Dead Silence. I'm excited. Yeah. I have, I've never seen that movie. I, well, I don't, I don't know if I should be excited. Is that the marionette movie? Yeah. That's good. I like it. Yeah. And then, what's the commentary going to be for next month, Mike? I don't remember. Hey, we're keeping on theme. Uh, Child's Play. Child's Play, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, And there's all obviously dozens at this point of, of bonus episodes on our Patreon, which is patreon.com backslash Halloweenies pod. Um, I know a number, number of Losers Club members are over there as well, so we definitely appreciate all the support. And we're going to yeah. keep it rocking and rolling. Well, we are definitely keeping it rocking and rolling over here, not only just because we have Rock and Randall, but uh, we have... Oh my God, we have so much content in September. It's insane. <laughs> we have a Bag of Bones book episode that's landing. 
we got the mini series that we're going to be covering. We're doing the long watch, another one that we started our movie, our deep dive movie review. We did Stand By Me in August. Well, we're doing the Shawshank Redemption this month and uh, with special guest, Old 97 singer songwriter Rhett Miller. Uh, very cool, very cool there. Um, we're also going to be uh, doing a commentary for The Running Man. Uh, we talked a little bit about Richard Bachman today. So we'll be doing that with Arnold. Um, which honestly, we had a King connection. We had an Arnold connection also because I, I made a dubious reference to Chris from Kindergarten Cop. Oh, that's I, right. I, I thought for a second that you meant we got Arnold like on the. Oh, I wish. for real, my head, like, oh my god. Oh, uh, I would die. Yeah, I mean, I, it would be Talk about burying the lead, like, right? Yeah, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, so, we got uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger there too. Um, yeah, we have so much stuff. We, you know, you can check out the calendar that we've, you know, that we've uh, shared in our socials and we've shared in our Patreon. Which, again, if you are listening in our regular feed, this was recorded live for our return patrons, and you can be a return patron or you can be a patron as a librarian you know michael hamlin was librarian and he's a hero of it so be a hero <laughs> and join us at www.patreon.com slash the barons when i say it there is like hundreds of hours on there i'm not joking there is so much content we are and we're adding to the pile i mean dozens every month so lots of stuff but uh i had fun i hope you had fun and we'll see you in a month back here at the mellow tiger and make sure we save a seat or two or three for you. Uh, until then, yeah. long days. Long and, and pleasant, pleasant nights. nights. I got some hot friends. God, I got some hot friends. I got some hot friends. God, I got some hot friends. But you know you want some. This is the end of our show, for now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>